Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guests, the strong and powerful Kirk Taylor and Mark Jensen. Gentlemen, are you ready to do this? We are, absolutely, George. Excellent. Let's, let's do this. Kirk and Mark are the co-founders of the Land Betterment Corporation. I'm excited to have you on. Gentlemen, tell us a little bit about your personal lives, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start out, then Mark can follow on. So I met Mark Jensen at Indiana University. I come from a smaller Midwest town. Uh, after school, I went to Chicago, worked at a public accounting firm, one of the largest in the country, specialized in uh, developments in underserved areas. And I learned a lot from all the companies I served. And I knew that I wanted to found my own business and, and make a difference, uh, not only in the lives of the people, employees, but also the communities that we operate in. And we're really excited to do that through Land Betterment Corporation now. Mark, you want to give a little bit of background? Yeah, so I was born and raised in uh, rural Indiana as well. Moved out to New York to do M&A, emergency uh, acquisitions, and turnaround consulting. So I restructured a bunch of businesses, paid off some student loans. I come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, grew up basically living in my dad's factory, counting nuts and bolts to keep uh, keep myself busy. And uh, and basically wanted to move back to the Midwest to do the same thing, make a difference and, and build a business that we can be proud of and take advantage of opportunities and the overlooked areas of the world that need a lot of need a lot of change making and a lot of difference made. Got it. Well, I appreciate that. So we talk about underserved areas, overlooked areas. T- tell, tell me a little bit about that and then what y'all actually do. Yeah, absolutely. So we got into operating businesses in Appalachia uh, over, a little over 12 years and most of the source of revenue for these communities is coal mining. And there's two types of coal mining. There's mining for carbon that goes into steel making, and there's mining for coal that goes to be burned in the utility uh, generation. The utility side is dwindling. Uh, it will never come back. And there's nothing left for these communities. No one cares about the environment anymore down there. Nobody cares about creating sustainable jobs that these people are actually qualified and want to perform. Investing in new housing uh, for these communities. And so we saw this as a problem that no one was looking at, but it needed to have a holistic solution. And Mark, maybe you want to get into a couple of our business lines that are actually solving all three of those solutions at one time. Yeah, I mean, the big thing about starting a business is is basically you have to have a target market. You have to have an opportunity that, that is in need 
not start a business. And so given our experiences and, and given the lack of job opportunities in the community, we wanted to basically remediate and fix these impacted lands from prior thermal coal mining, while at the same point, build business lines that met the target market and met the local community skill set. I mean, you, you hear in, in that area, people are desperately trying to find opportunities for this to put these people back to work. But the one thing that nobody talks about is how talented the local uh, workforce is. And so we've created business lines that, that hit right in the heart of what their talent base is and, and what they want to do. And then while at the same point, it's got a basically multiple benefits throughout it. All of our business lines are basically tie together. So like our Betterment Mulch facility, uh, we're building a facility in Kentucky, we're building a facility in West Virginia that is basically taking all these old tires that are literally just scattered in the river and probably one of the most beautiful areas. Of and we're, we're basically sucking up all that waste tire and recycling it to turn it into mulch and additives for asphalt and uh, basically using the waste to create positive things while at the same point, I mean, it's a, it's a business, it's an opportunity that the local skilled workforce is super excited about. Um, and then it's using, basically just using these old thermal coal mines and using these old thermal coal properties to repurpose them for positive, sustainable jobs, not jobs that are going to last three or four months, but jobs that can last 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. I mean, there's really no limit to it. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm thinking back to to the, the last election cycle and people talking about bringing coal jobs back or talking about teaching people to code and and that's all fine and well but i appreciate what you're talking about you need to find find an opportunity that's actually going to match up to somebody's skill set and 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 their abilities and then something that they're actually interested in doing and not everybody wants to become a coder so appreciate that um so so I, I, I certainly get the idea of, of creating a mulch facility and then actually just utilizing the stuff that's that's laying around, like like these tires. Um, when you talk about re um, going back into a coal mine, how 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 are you actually able to to create something new out of that? Yeah, absolutely. So down in this region, there's very little flat, cleared land. Uh, most of it is tree-covered hillside, the only available commercial development without redisturbing, redisturbing new virgin land is former mining sites. So if there is 20 acres of flat, previously used land, why not build a new business on that property? You're not only solving the side, putting it to new use, but you're actually bringing new jobs uh, into an area that had no other... Um, you know, source of, of revenue. Um, so we're looking at repositioning and upcycling the prior disturbed property uh, that's all on the surface. We're not doing anything under the ground that would be any sort of risk from an environmental standpoint. Uh, we're just utilizing the surface area that's already been disturbed by the prior operators. Got it. All right. So I have to imagine that there's quite a bit of work or due diligence that goes into making sure that the mine is actually secure and safe. One thing I think that, I mean, just to touch on, we, we've been in this area for 12 years, and so, and we've actually operated metallurgical mines, which are used for steel making, um, which is a completely different product line. But what that gives us is a skill set and a team that's extremely familiar with the state permitting regulations, 
the environmental regulations, the engineering side of it. So we have engineers on staff and, and a team on staff that, that are very familiar with it, which is really what the difference maker is for us in that we're not just on one side over here trying to repurpose it. We also understand the other side of it as well, so that way we can do it efficiently. I mean, that's the hardest thing. If you can't navigate and you don't, and you don't know the complexities of the navigation, you're not going to get there. And so that we're able to utilize our what we do on the other side to basically understand that and, and do it efficiently and effectively so it doesn't take three, four, five years. I mean, we're hoping this one part, the Betterment Mall project, we're hoping to be breaking ground here in the next couple months, uh, which is, um, it's kind of unprecedented how quickly we're moving because of understanding both sides of the story. Yeah, that certainly makes sense that there's probably probably a lot of folks who once everything is ready to go would be happy to come in and 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 and, and, and put something there but to be able to 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 do both sides of it probably makes you makes you unique and i i guess one of the questions i had was why aren't are are there a lot of people who are are attempting to do this or 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 not uh, not right now, and, and because we're in a unique position, like Mark just alluded to, where we understand both sides of what happened to the land before, what it takes to do the remediation, the reclamation, and not every site that looks good is a, is an actual viable site, right? We, you need to understand the the environmental impact of the site and know when to pass on something that may look good on the surface. Um, but no, but we have a vision of not just helping the environment, not just creating sustainable jobs, but Mark maybe could touch upon our eco division, which we're moving forward to provide great housing options for these workers as well, because you really need all three to be a viable enterprise uh, in a vibrant community uh, down here. Um, so we have a holistic approach, which is, extremely unique uh, anywhere in the country. Yes. Yeah, there's one thing to touch on. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you need, we need first movers in the area. And a lot of people get scared off by, oh, prior coal mining. That sounds, it sounds scary, right? People don't understand what it means or what it is. So um, we're hoping that other people continue to follow what we're doing and follow our lead and, and do it at the same point. There's, there's so much opportunity there and so much need that, I mean, if we could tackle it all, that would be phenomenal, but it's, it's just probably impractical. Um, and, and we have partners. I mean, there's other guys from the philanthropic side of things that are doing great things. A friend of ours uh, named Brooke Smith is doing great philanthropic ideas and projects. Um, the, from the economic side and the commercial side, there's very few people doing it, but we're, we're hoping other people do jump in. And, and that's exactly what Kirk said, like our eco-division which is a is basically a modular home facility complex, which is a, basically a community-based home platform where we're building housing there that is very environmentally and um, energy efficient. And, and basically with the idea that there's, there's just not a lot of livable space in the area where a lot of people live on home sides. And, and, it's, and the only other alternative is really double-wide trailers, which the utility bills are, are outrageous. And so we came up with this concept of providing really good housing for starter families that want to stay in the area and raise their family there, but also have some livable space, and which ultimately then could be employees of the Betterment Mulch Division or Betterment Harvest and or pollinate in what we're doing down there. So basically we're, we're trying to follow the full cycle 
of what's needed in the community to make it a, an amazing place to live. It is probably one of the most beautiful places in the area if we can do make some minor steps to start cleaning it up or major steps to start cleaning it up and, and providing economic diversification. Got it. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about some of the most impoverished areas in the United States. Yeah. And so we have here, here in Arizona and we, we, we've got all these organizations that are economic development organizations and, and all that good stuff. Does something like that exist there or who are, are, are you interfacing with like towns, municipalities, does anything like that happen? Yeah, we are. The challenge we that the communities have is that they have no money either because their right. tax base has been wiped out by the by the thermal coal mine uh, industry leaving. Um, so what we're doing is from the coast back into the middle of the country, which was has been overlooked for so long. Um, we know our way around incentive programs. Uh, and so on our betterment mulch divisions, both our Kentucky location and our West Virginia location, we already have uh, federal tax credits secured for both of those sites from uh, national partners that will help leverage up capital that we bring to the table. Um, where we work really well with the economic development folks is listening to their needs and what they have envisioned for their communities uh, because we need to have the strong local partnerships to make any of our ventures uh, have the most impact as possible. Yeah. Nice. So, so you are going about these projects, uh, finding opportunities. How, how, how can, is there an opportunity for people to, to, to invest with you? How, 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 how does that work? Yeah, Mark, you want to? Yeah, we, um, we actually, one thing, we, we're a community-based company. We're, we're structured as a benefit corporation, um, which is, I think it's really cool. So our interest is in the, is in the best interest of our stakeholders. Um, one thing we wanted to do, I mean, we, we've raised over $500 million for projects in our lifetime. Which we recapitalize our own companies or other companies by helping them grow. And, so what we, and we've done a lot of that through Wall Street. Our last company, we IPO'd, on the NASDAQ for $100 million. Um, our intention is probably to go a similar route down the road as take this company public on the NASDAQ, and, and it could be within the next year. But in the meantime, what we wanted to do was a, a community-based finance. And so we actually mm-hmm. just listed on a, on a platform called Fundopolis. And you can go, if you go on Fundopolis today, mm-hmm. actually click on there and invest. You can invest as little as $100 in, our, in land betterment. Um, and what, why we did that is being that we're a community-based company operating in the best interest of the community, we wanted to give the community the opportunity to invest first. And so the, the crowdfunding regulations have created that opportunity where you can, you can basically offer to the local community. And we have, we're just getting ready to start marketing it, uh, kicking off our marketing plan here in the next week, but it's been live for about a week and we've already had about 11 investors in it, which is nice. I mean, it's, uh, and, and basically what it does is it gives, anybody the opportunity to invest a little bit of money in our future success of the company and also help create the adaptability of this community by utilizing those funds directly for these projects. Nice. Love it. Well, gentlemen, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? 
Yeah, I would say the one thing is uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, stay adaptable. Uh, make sure that you are looking at all environments and you'll create a business plan and throughout that business plan, you're going to have concrete steps that you want to achieve in it, but make sure that you don't get stuck in your ways at the same point. As the world changes, and obviously you can see it in COVID today, um, the environment changes as well. So keep a, create a plan, follow a plan, but also be willing to adapt as, as the world changes and as the opportunity changes. And, and I think that's a really important thing that entrepreneurs sometimes get stuck in their path and put blinders on and just drive a thousand miles an hour. And, and they're unwilling to recognize the problem that they see and, and unwilling to adjust or shift. And I think being nimble is super important. So um, I would just say stay adaptable, and, and, but have a path to stay adaptable at the same point. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. Gentlemen. Thank you both for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and give us the opportunities to get involved again? Yes, um, you go to our website, landbetterment.com. On the website, right on the front main page, there, there's a blue block on there that you can actually click on, which takes you to our Fundopolis page. Uh, you can watch the video of what we're doing in these rural distressed areas. Um, there's links on there to contact us. Guys. Um, we're passionate about what we do, and, and George, we really appreciate you having us on. Yeah. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kirk and Mark your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to landbetterment.com. Um, that's that's what it is. It's landbetterment.com. And check out all the great resources. Check out the video and learn more about the impact that they are making. Thanks again, gentlemen. Thank you, George. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.